0: Okay, everybody, Parshas Nusso, at least in the Uh For those in Eris Israel, we will sync up with uh, the in about a month or so. But for now, Parshas Nosso, uh longest Parsha in the Torah. Uh, and we'll have to talk about why it's so long, because at first glance, there's really not so much going on in the Parsha itself. The beginning of the Parsha kind, of, kind of has the finishing touches of the counting of the Bene Levi. Uh, we talk about the Bene Gershon, and the Bene Merari, and what their, what their uh, roles were in kind of helping with the Mishkan. Um, we have a final counting of all the Livium and stuff like that. And then we, we go into basically three more topics, more or less. There's a, there's a little bit in between, but there you have the Sota, which obviously is a wayward wife who uh, is suspected of... Uh, secluding herself with somebody else, she gets taken to the assembly. she drinks the waters, right, that uh, perhaps you're familiar with. Uh, the Nazir, who swears off wine and has uh, some other accompanying halachos, he's not allowed to cut, cut his hair, is also not allowed to become Tommy by, uh, by Tommy Mace. And finally, we have the korbanos of the Nesim for the Hakama HaMishkan, for the Hanukkah HaMishkan, all the Nesim brought uh, the exact same korban, and that's perhaps right, why the Torah, why the Parsha is so long. Uh, it's literally the exact same paragraph repeated twelve times and then a little bit right before and a little bit after. So we'll have to talk about that in a little bit. Um, one of the things that is uh, that I, I kinda of skipped over a little bit is the fact that we have Birkas Kohanim uh, in the Parsha. The, the Kosh Burkle basically tells uh you know our own that what is the, f- the formulation for Birkas Kohanim, right? The phrase Hashem Yishmarav, right, all that stuff that we're familiar with. Uh, so I, I like to mention every year, just very quickly, um, that uh, my father-in-law asked a very good question. He asks, why do we use the Berkos Kohenim to bless our children? Like, it makes sense, I, I guess, if you're going to take some sort of text, you know, that some sort of bracha that we're given, okay, it makes sense to kind of appropriate it right, and use it for our children uh, as well. Right? well. What do we say when we bless our kids? Let's say the boys specifically. right? Right? and then you say Hashem right? that's that's, that's, that's berkos Kohanim. so what's the point why do we use right the berkos coin it's nice but it doesn't, what does it have to do with anything so so he, he suggested the following pretty beautiful idea he says uh, the a that a coin is not allowed to bless uh, the the am the congregation right if he has some sort of existing grudge Right against one of the congregants. Right. This is, the, the Magen Avram says. Right. The, again, the puzzle is right. Levarechas Amo Yisrael be'ahava. Right. That's the bracha of the Kohanim. Right. We hear it near Israel every single day. But okay. So if you don't remember, right? Chutzpah. It's right. You just heard it over. Yontif, hopefully, right. The Rechis Amo Yisrael be'ahava to bless Hashem blesses Ben Yisrael with ahava. So similarly, right. So we want the relationship between Kosh uh, Baruch Hu and us to be with ahava. So so too, if any of the Kohanim has some sort of problem with people in the congregation they really shouldn't they really shouldn't do it, right? they really shouldn't do it. and I don't know, how, how much do we use that we assume that is okay that's that's a good question but that that's that's the That's a, that's why we say the word and obviously we all love our kids right but what does that have to do with the frame of monastrofism specifically it doesn't work as well for for uh, you know, Saruk uh, or for the girls, but okay, let's just <laughs> let's go with it. Right? What does that have to do with the frame of Menashe? So, uh, Rishmuel Golden points out that they were the first two brothers in Chumash to not fight. Right? Again, if you look all the way back, right? Again, Cain and Hevel, first brothers in history, obviously didn't turn out so well. Right? You have Yishmael is fighting with Yitzchak. Right. Yaakov was fighting with Esau. The brothers sold Yosef to Mitsrayim. Finally, we get to Ephraim and Manasseh. There's sibling harmony, and not because like there was no reason for a fight. Right? Again, what did Yaakov do? Yaakov put Ephraim, who was younger, in front of the Menashe, in front of the Menashe, in front of Menashe, uh, and, and because he, and he was the b'chor. Manasseh was the older one. So, lechora, there was some sort of reason for Manasseh to be jealous of Ephraim. But we don't see that in the Chumash. We don't see that whatsoever. There was no no animosity. So per, perhaps he suggested very nicely. And that's why we use Berakas Kaddim uh, to bless our kids, like a family Um and that Mitzvah. Right? There should be, should uh, be some kedusha. There should, should some be some ava, right? In the family, right? It's also part of the whole uh, blessing our children, uh, children, brother. Okay, uh, let's talk about. i uh, are not going to talk about so so much, but let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about the nazir. Yeah, Parsha talks about a nazir. Yeah, Parsha tells us right that if uh, a person wants for a reason, they can opt in, and voluntarily not drink. Wine, and that will come. Uh, you can also, right, and inevitably, right, that comes also uh, with the not cutting the hair thing and not being Mason, right, not going to a cemetery, uh, etc. Now, just to clarify a little bit of misnomer. Nowadays, right, we, if there are certain people who decide to be a here uh, they're what's called a nazar olam, or they're a nuzer forever. Uh, that is only because they can't get out of it. Right. normal, the Gemara assumes, we just did in the Dafyomi, the Gemara assumes that that's standard Niziris, you normally, a normal Niziris, if the person doesn't you know, expo- ex- explicitly give a time frame, so we assume that a Nizir uh, is 30 days, right, 30 days, right? it doesn't seem so, right, in retrospect we know, it doesn't seem like such a big commitment, okay, so you won't cut yourself 30 days, won't cut your hair for 30 days, won't drink wine for 30 days, okay, no funerals for 30 days, so so Okay, so it's not such a big Kabbalah, but, but it is a Kabbalah. A person simply accepts upon himself to become a Nazir. Rav Biederm, Rav Biedermann quotes the Lay of Silcha, who points out an unbelievable lesson from the Nazir. And we talked about this a little bit two weeks ago, Parshish Bamibar uh, and Shavuos. For all the questions as to whether the Nazir uh, is a good idea, and we've talked about whether taking upon yourself chumras, right is a good idea. Right? We've talked about in the past that when a person wants to take upon themselves certain, certain stringencies, certain chumras, right? you have to always make sure and weigh that there and, and weigh like W E I G H. Right? You have to weigh that there is no corresponding leniency on the other side. Right? You have to make sure that you're not yes, you're being machmer in one area of halacha, but you're not being lenient. You're not being makel. Right, in another area of halacha, Okay. And there is a yes, in kanami there is a, an opinion in the gemara that says that the nazir is somewhat of a sinner because what he did was he took upon himself unnecessary chumras, unnecessary stringencies that a Hu right, didn't say that we shouldn't do. Right, and that's not necessarily valuable. Okay. We put it that aside. But the psukim right, are pretty complementary right, about the Nazir. But the Puzzle says that uh, he's Kadosh Hashem, Kadosh uh Hashem, Nazir, uh, what is it, uh, Nazir Hashem, nazir al-Rosho, right, that, that the Nazir is, is pretty much in tune with the Gash Barucho, right, he's holy to Hashem, etc. Um, and, again, what's the, the basic reasoning? You know, again, the Nazir saw a flaw in himself, like the Gemara says, right, in, uh, that Sota and Nazir are back-to-back in the Chumash, because perhaps someone would see a Sota in <clears throat> excuse me, someone would see a sota in all of her embarrassment and realize you know what, maybe wine's not the best thing for me to take part of and would then you know, t- t- swear to be uh, perhaps a nazir. And it says Aleph Simcha unbelievable, unbelievable, what does a, a person do to acquire such a lofty status of kadush l'ashem and kadush hu and, and nazir el right, there, Hashem is on his head, like what does a person have to do but to attain this holy status of being kadush l'ashem Right. all a person does right, is speak words. he says, I will be a Nazir, not me, but I will be, an, that's all he says, I will be a Nazir. Right. That's it, done, finished, nothing, that's it, that's all it is. Says the Lev look at the ability of a Kabbalah, of just accepting upon yourself something. Right. Obviously you still have to do it, and we talked about by Shavuos and by Shavuot, but look at the praise the Torah gives such a person. Right? You know, yes, we talked about Rish Lakish and Rus and the Kabbalah Satorah and Shavuos, etc. But look at what just a couple of words or just a decision right, can do for a person who already has the lofty status of being Kadosh Lashem. And Mela Melech continues and quotes the Balaturim. Balaturim asks, why can't a Nazir be Tomei? What does that have to do with anything? So he gives a, a wild reason. He says, because <clears throat> a Nazir, in his holiness, might have a Shosh Hashem might descend and put His presence upon this person, give this person extra kedusha, and if people see him going to cemeteries, they might think he got it from like black magic or raising the dead or whatever. That's that's a wild shot. But but what do you see again? What do you see within the you know ignoring the the fact that that's pretty out there? Right, what do you see that a person, if a person is a nazir, maybe the Shekhinah will rest on him for what? For what purpose? Like, what, what did this guy do to get the Shekhinah? For making a Kabbalah, just for accepting about himself an added level right, of Kedusha. Right and Ramelech points out that a Nazir is even elevated above a coin. A kohen is allowed to be mitame, to become tameh for his relatives, for the seven relatives, a Nazir is not. Right, he quotes the Al Shak. It says the puzzle says, right, Nazir the Kaval we quoted a couple of times, it's as if a koshborhu is on his head, Kiviochol. And he explains that why is this, why is the Nazir more elevated sort of so to speak than the Kohen? Because while the Kohen got his status from doing nothing, Right, from being born, right, the Nazir had to work for it. Right? He had to do something to, to acquire it. And therefore, he's on a higher level. Finally, Rav Melech quotes the Also, another fascinating shot. And Torah says that if, again, in, in illustrating the whole halachas of the Nazir, Torah says that if a Nazir encounters someone who dies suddenly, someone dies suddenly next to him, and obviously the Nazir becomes Tameh, so he has to start all over. again and bring Korbanos. And the Pesach says, V'chiper alav nefesh. And Therefore he has to bring the Korbanos to atone for himself because he sinned against his soul. It says to what do you mean a sin? What sin? A nozir's is a Nuzir. He's minding all his business. He's sitting on a train. Guy drops dead next to him. What, what is he supposed to do? What is it? why, why? It's not Nuzir's fault. It's not a sin. What do you have to atone for? It says to it is his fault. Because he's got an elevated status, and therefore, he should have realized that he can daven and affect everyone in his vicinity, right? And everyone in his sphere of influence. Right? And compares it to the Koen Gadol. right? we know that if a person kills Meshogig, a person is a Ritzv, Meshogig has to go to Ir Mikla, has to run to a special city, we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, but, but in Ir Mikla, right? when, do, when do these accidental murderers uh, get to leave Ir Miklat? Only when the Koen dies. When, as the Gemara says, Makos, Tafiralev, right, and the, the reason is because the Kohen Gadol should have davened for them and protected them, that something shouldn't have happened, right, that, that this accidental death shouldn't have occurred. So Since the Kohen Gadol wasn't able in his chutz to protect, you know, Amirsov from this this weird kind of odd death, right, so therefore, they go free when he does, right, and the Gemara there says, right, that Eliyahu and Navi didn't appear to who should have been for a couple of days after a lion killed a Jew three parses away from his town, like like five miles away from his town. First of all, I love when the Gemara does that. It just says, oh yeah, Eli and Navi didn't appear to him for three days. As if, like, you know, they were buddy-buddy and they always hung out. Anyway, but Rabbi Shur, Rabbi Eli and Navi Eli- Eli- didn't come to Rabbi Shua levi because some some dude got killed by a lion five miles away. What's up shot? Yeah, because Rabbi Shua bin levis kedusha should have protected him. Should have protected this guy. Right? But it didn't. And so, therefore, in a sense, it was his fault. That's the idea of a Nazir. That he attains this tremendous level of kedusha just by taking a Kabbalah Upon himself, and says Leiv Simcha that this applies to the negative as well. Right, not only a positive Kabbalah, but a negative. If a person is struggling with a certain avera right, and they just can't overcome, so what can a person do? As, a, as a, first of all, on the one hand, the most practical thing to do is to learn the halachos of uh, that halacha. Right, the Ramchal writes in a couple of places that that's uh, that's it's like a magic potion. That that's. The Torah, whatever, right, Barasi Yitzhahara, Barasi Torah Tavla, and Akash Baruch who created the Torah, created the Yitzhahara, and the Torah was an antidote for the Yitzhahara, so if you're struggling with a certain arena, so definitely learn those halachos, you will get extra, extra, says extra, extra, even before you get to all those halachos, you could take it upon yourself not to do the Avera, and when you make a Kabbalah like that, just like a Nazir, you're gifted with extra strength and extra holiness to, to be able to overcome, this uh, this Indian. again. I would like to highlight these types of different because it's just another example of us not knowing our own powers, as it were. Not to you know, not to call in superhero lingo, but we have all these unbelievable abilities of kedusha, right, and we don't realize it. Right? We think we can't overcome, we can't accomplish, we can't do this, we can't do that. It's not true. Right? We can. not and, and and what you see is that all you need to do right, is, is to take a single step forward to accomplishing that goal. Just make a Kabbalah, decide to do it, and the Kodesh Baruch gives you Sata Okay, if you don't do it afterwards, okay, but... That, you know that's that's not. I mean, it, it's definitely, obviously, valuable to continue and go and do it. But Keshe gives you something. Keshe will give you that added extra level of kedusha, right, to accomplish whatever you're trying to do, right? It, and all you need to do to get that help is just say or decide that you're going to or not going to do whatever vera uh, is in question, okay, or whatever mitzvah is, in, is involved. Okay, let's talk about the korbanos. Um, everyone and their mother, at least if their mother is in shul, right, and notices that the Parsha is so long and is reading in the Chumash, asks, why does Parsha Parsha's Noso, right, have all the korbanos in the Nasim if they're literally exactly the same? They're literally exactly the same. Right? Every single nasi brought a korban from the Hanukkah Zavishkan, from the Hanukkah and it was exactly the same. So, why do we repeat it 12 times? We know the Torah doesn't waste words, right? Again, the things we've been taught since elementary school. So, there are many answers. We're going to focus on uh, the, the answer in the Nisida Shalom. Nisida Shalom explains, the Slonim Rebbe explains something amazing. He says that every Shavet had their own unique Kedusha, right? Their own unique reality, personality, their own unique. Derech HaShem, Derech HaVoda, right, to Akash Baruch, right, Yisachar, right, had their their learning, and, and they made a deal with Zevulun right, to support them, so Zavulan had that a Voda of the partnership with Yisachar and, the, and business, etc. Neftali, right, was Ayelash Lucha, is Zerizos, is, is, is uh, Yehuda is the kingship, etc., etc. So explains in the Shiva Shalom, right, yes, the physical Korbanos might have looked the same, but the, kor, the Korbanos, the intentions, the thought process behind all of the Nisim, right? what the Nesim were thinking about and going through when they brought their korbanos were all different and unique. And therefore, they were actually different korbanos. And that's why the Torah wrote them individually, even though they technically were the same, right? but going on behind the scenes, they were actually much, much, much different uh, in, in each Nasi's head. And it explains the Siva Shalom based on the and Sanhedrin, daf sure, perhaps you've heard the phrase, Gemara there says, Rahman libaboy that wants our heart that right? yeah, we all have the same mitzvos but the mitzvos that we perform what's in our heart when we perform those mitzvos right they're different right my davening is different than your davening my learning is different than your learning my lulav shofar tzedakah, right? all of these things right, are affected by our upbringing our intellect our influences right? whether you know whether the influences are good or bad right? in, in our personalities our likes or dislikes the things we struggle with the things we excel at all of that goes into our mitzvah performance and, and our avera avoidance right therefore no two korbanos were the same and no two mitzvahs no two mitzvah performances right are the same which is an incredible lesson right because sometimes i get all the time i get from the girls for example why do i have to you know i don't know gifts keeps shabbos or gifts tzedakah or beat nias right? there are plenty of jews in may doing it right the guys ask why do i have to why do i have to learn torah we're learning torah for 12 hours a day is for all the frumies. Right? I don't have to. I don't have to learn as much as they do, and the answer is that their learning is different than your learning. Right? You're completely different Jews. Right? Completely different neshamos. You're completely different worlds. Right? From if you're a kid from I don't know whatever from the Five Towns who decides not to watch a movie that's inappropriate, that's a completely different level of righteousness than some kid from Mayasharim who doesn't even know what Netflix is. Right? The, again, the examples are endless. Right? Obviously, you know, the, you know, the flip side, the Mayasharim kid who's pounding out Gemara's and Cheder from age eight, is on a different level learning-wise than the kid in the five towns. But that's exactly what we're saying over here, right? It's the exact same Gemara. They're both learning, I don't know, above Matsya. It's the same text. But you can't even begin to compare the two, right? So the two, you know, the two boys who are learning. That, in a sense, was a difference in the Korbanos, why the Torah had to write them separately. And this is so super important to keep in mind, because for whatever, whenever the Yitzhak does this, he does it all the time, right? He tries to convince you that you don't matter... What your mitzvahs you do is not important. All the details doesn't matter. There is literally no one else in the world who can do the mitzvahs the way that you can. right? With all your strengths and with all your baggage and all your background. Right? And if you don't do the mitzvah, then the world will be lacking the performance of that mitzvah in your unique way. No pressure, by the way. but you are the only one who can do the mitzvahs and avoid the averos right in the certain way that you can another lesson though just to be clear clear, right that is is very important that comes out from this right is is the following that yes the nesias the had different machshavos and kavanos they had different things going on in their head right while they were bringing the korbanos but what do you see they still brought the same korbanos Mm -hmm. Right? again using our model to you know kind of to compare it to performing mitzvahs and having different intentions and and performing mitzvahs a different baggage and different mindset hey so what what comes out is it's okay to bring different machshavas and kavanos and personality and background to a mitzvah but the basis for all of it right the grounding point for everything is the mitzvah right none of the to see him, again just to use a ridiculous example decided to bring you know a chicken and a pig as their korbanos instead of like you know the korban medcha the bull the ram right that they all brought Therefore, the the mitzvos have to be the basis for our Judaism, right? It's not that people have different personalities and therefore they can worship however they want, right? I, I always the infamous I don't hold of that, right? What do you mean you don't hold of that? Like right? you can't you can't not hold of that. That's not a thing, right? Yes, I understand that you have a hard time with it, but that's different, right? It's the personality in the background of each person that impact and imprints upon the mitzvos themselves. Now, what we're doing, right? That's what. That's, that's what we're talking about over here. You can't just make up your own based on your personality. Right? For example, for let's say, let's say a person is a gardener. Right? They love to garden. They love to garden. And that's the most thing they enjoy in the entire world. Right Now, Shabbos is a day of rest. It's also a day of onag. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. And let's say for the most restful and enjoyment activity this person can get is just be in their backyard gardening away for hours. So if you tell me they'll be like that's how I'm going to spend my Shabbos, so obviously that's ridiculous, right? You violate all the random melachos that almost nobody violates, right? <laughs> that you can't, you have to go out of your way to violate these types, of these these planting and plowing melachos, pretty much, right? If you go and garden, right? We're not saying that. No, what we're saying is that the gardeners refraining from these melachos. Is different than everyone else's. For me, it's it's no great shakes for me not to be zore and Kotzer and Choresh and, and all that type of gardening stuff on Shabbos. What do I care? I don't I don't have a backyard. I don't like doing that stuff. But for me to, to you know hold off on like eight or nine of of the malachos Shabbos is, is literally I don't even think about it. But for this guy, it, it's or it's probably agonizing, right? Yet so when they refrain from those malachos on Shabbos, it's a completely different level of Shabbos observance that I quite literally will never accomplish in my life because I couldn't care less, right? It's not my personality, it's not my preference. So that's crucial, that's a crucial aspect, especially nowadays when people are, you know, kind of inventing things and this is okay and that is okay. The mitzos are the backbone of our religion, right? And again, when everything's seen, nowadays when everything seems like malleable, right? It's important to remember, this is the bottom line. The bottom line is the mitzvos. Now how we perform the mitzos, that's the individuality in Yiddishkeit, right? It's not, it's not that we can make our own interpretations of what judaism would could should be to us right? we use that and we perf- the way we perform that right, with our own personalities and background that's how where we express the individuality and that's what the the torah basically wanted to confer. right one of the reason one of the one of the many many reasons why the torah wrote out all the nissim's mitzvahs uh, uh, korbanos is to show that the korbanos had to be the same that's what they were supposed to bring right? that's the, or that's what that's what they decided to bring right? the mitzvos have to be the same what they bring to the table Right, that's where, the, where there's room for individuality, but uh, but not that they can kind of invent right, whatever the avodah should be. Right, obviously that's that's how we got into trouble with the chedega. Right, that was obviously man-made, and that was obviously a disaster. Right, okay. So anyway, that's the idea. All right. Anyway, wishing everybody a tremendous, tremendous Shabbos, um, and we'll be back with mitzvah with Balushka next week, uh, and everybody be in touch.